In partnership with New Smile, the teeth alignment and whitening experts, the Pro Sports Podcasters are giving away two New Smile teeth whitening foam solutions. All you need to do to qualify for this fantastic giveaway is go to our website, www.prosportspodcasters.com, and sign up for the free newsletter. The winners will be announced in the last newsletter of November, so sign up now. Brighten up your smile with New Smile. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Whereabouts in Saga do you live, Dylan? Streetsville. That's where I live. <laughs> that's, that's where Justin lives. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I live on Vista Drive. That's where I live. I live on Vista Drive. No. Sort of no. God. Sort of God. What are the chances of that? <laughs> wow. Right, you guys can you guys can hang out for a poutine or something later on. Yeah, have you seen the yellow VW bug in your community? Possibly. That's my dad. <laughs> Welcome back to the Process Podcasters. I'm your host, Nee Wallace Bruce, and I'm joined by the other two members of this trio, Mr. Corbett Durant, aka Kobe, and Mr. Justin Williams. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Great, buddy. Fantastic. And it's a it's a time to dream because in case you didn't know, Black Friday is coming up. So we got you covered here at the Pro Sports Podcast. So make sure you get onto our website, www.prosportspodcasters.com. Because we got some specials for you to enjoy with you and your family. We've got some discounts to hook you up for dental plans, sports betting, if you like betting, and fitness. Because it's getting cool and it's probably time to train indoors. So make sure you head on over to our website, enjoy the specials just in time for Black Friday. And continue to support the Pro Sports Podcasters. We appreciate you. Now, on to today's guest. He is a young man. He's actually younger than Justin, believe it or not. Yes, that is a thing. He is also the new UCI World Junior Cycling Champion. It is Dylan Bibich. Dylan, how's it going? I'm doing good. Fantastic. Mate, you've, you've won the world title during a pandemic. What was that like going off to Egypt and uh, getting it done? It was very interesting because... I do two different disciplines of cycling. I do road cycling and track cycling. And I was already in Belgium training for road. And halfway training through Belgium, I had to go to Egypt and then compete there, then head back. It was a whole uh, highly coordinated thing. There we go. You speak French? Not so much, but I need to learn. Okay. Well, we got you covered. We'll come to that later on. Kobe? Yeah, you forgot to mention that also this particular month we're doing the New Smile Teeth Whitening Solutions giveaway. So if you can do yourself a favor, sign up to get our newsletter and potentially win one of those teeth uh, whitening solutions for free. So that's something you want to get onto if you haven't already. But Dylan, quick question for you, buddy. How do you get into cycling? I was very young, about nine or 10 years old, and my parents never cycled. No one in my family ever cycled. I just really liked riding my bike and I wanted to race people. And I, my, I asked my dad for a race bike and he just ordered one on Kijiji 
And from there, I started winning races and went on from there. So what kind of bike are you riding now? Uh, on the track, I'm riding an Argon 18. It's okay. uh, a high-end Canadian brand. And it's the one the national team uses. I'm, I really like this bike. And on the road? Right now, I'm in between bikes. Usually, your team gives you your road bike. And I start with my new team in the new year. So currently, I'm just using a old one I have around my house. Okay. And I take it you guys all have power meter sponsors as well. We use power meters, not specifically sponsored, but we get them on our bike. And does the whole team use the same one? Um, next year, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so where did you start racing in Canada? Well, I, I guess in Ontario, I started with just the road youth cups and I was doing that and I was very like satisfied with that. But the Pan Am games actually came to Toronto in 2015. Yeah, and they built a fifty million dollar facility for cycling, and ever since then, I've it's just been my passion to ride the track and compete at the highest level. Speaking of the Pan Am Games, Justin. Hey, so also about uh, New Smile there. For those of you who don't know, they have amazing friendly service to the point where like my week ten uh, aligners don't actually fit my teeth for whatever reason. So I'm working with the team currently to send out new aligners to comfortably fit and they are helping me tremendously. They're fast, they're responsive, they gave me a number to call if anything. So New Smile has your back. Um, so about the uh, 2015 Pan Am Games, I was actually there. I was in the Cycle Dome in, uh, in Milton interviewing people for Games News Service. Wow. Yeah, and and I was also in Mississauga at the what was once the Hershey Center, now the uh, Paramount Center, interviewing uh, sports combat, so like MMA fighters, essentially. We've definitely caught, crossed paths before. <laughs> A thousand percent. What high school did you go to? Streetsville. That's like my that's like right in my backyard. My mom went to that school. I didn't. Yeah. But, oh my god. Did you go to Vista Boulevard or sorry uh, Vista Heights? Yep. Yeah, that's right in front of my house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Uh, wow, small world. But anyways. Uh, growing up, and obviously your interest in cycling peaked at whenever it did, who were you looking up to idolizing in cycling? Definitely, there's an old racer named Steve Bauer. Yep. He competed in the Olympics, got medals, and got second at the World Championships, and second in a very big race, and won stages of the Tour de France. He's the most decorated Canadian cyclist of all time, and... When the track came in in Milton, he was actually my coach at the time. He was uh, like directing me and telling me what to do. And he's had my back since then. When I was in Europe, I crashed my bike really badly and it was destroyed. And he's, uh, he just said, uh, wait a week and I'll get you a new bike. And he got me a top of the line world like racing bike. And I was so thankful. Oh my God. You need a coach like that. What, what caused the, the crash? Was it terrain? Was it weather or? Well, it's, I guess you could call it just junior racing. Like the, men the mentality <laughs> these kids have is unhealthy. It's, they'll li quite literally risk their life just to get a few more positions up the road. So when, when someone goes down two wheels or a wheel in front of you, there's not much you can do. Right. Okay. So when you race, do you, obviously, I think you would prefer to use in like dry ideal climates but how do you find that you fare in other climates so whether it's raining whether high winds i don't know if you've raced in snow or any icy areas like what's your what's your preference yeah i mean my best results are actually in the rain oh 
because if you like if you ever notice when you're riding a bike it like sprays water from the back wheel and it just like hits your face and it just comes down to who's more like mentally tough and who can just like keep riding until the end and then who just sprints better okay yeah that's uh that's interesting i never really considered it like that so you actually take advantage of the inclement weather it's interesting yeah. Now, as I alluded to in the jump, you are quite the young man. You are, I believe you're 18. So, yep. <laughs> which is good because we're an 18 plus show. So I, I, did check, <laughs> I did check my boxes before getting you on, but I, I know it's still early days. And when I did happen to run into you at the velodrome when you were training, you talked about training for the Paris Olympics, which are two or three years away. Are there any other goals that you have? What could you see yourself in, let's say, one of the, the big three road races in Europe? I guess it's hard to say because track cycling and road cycling are very different. Mm -hmm. Road cycling, if I want to go in the big three, it takes so much endurance and training. That takes years to build up. Well, as track, it's just it's like a 20-minute race, so I can just build up my strength. But for road, it's a lot harder. But maybe after 2020. For 2025, I could see myself racing those races. Fair enough. And, mate, when, when I saw you going around on the velodrome, you were quite fast. I, I saw you, the pace bike, and uh, some of your teammates. Walk us through that, what goes on when you're training at such a facility. Yeah, I guess the coach usually just uh, writes a plan for us, and we follow it. The pace bike is actually there for, um, it's like in NASCAR. You actually can go behind it and save, like, energy. In like a draft effect. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So I guess you go up to the behind the bike and save energy, then sprint ahead when you need to. Okay. And then sometimes I'd see you guys like you'd touch hands with a teammate and then they throw you forward. What's that all about? Yeah, that's a Pacific race called a Madison. Actually, it got its name Madison because they used to race Madison in Madison Square Garden in New York. Before it was like a stadium, it was a velodrome. Oh. and there's usually a set amount of laps and you throw your partner in and they race and then you you get thrown in by your partner and every 10 laps there's a sprint and the points go five four three two one and whoever has the most points by the end of the let's say 100 laps wins there we go i learned something new now did you know who madison square garden is named after no actually it's named after former U.S. President James Madison. So you're welcome on that one. Remember that. You'll, yeah. you'll impress your teammates. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that format before, the Madison format. That's something I actually got to look into now. But so we, we had mentioned you live just down the street from Justin in Streetsville, Mississauga, Ontario. I actually lived, well, I grew up directly north of you guys in Caledon, Ontario, and actually a t town called Bell Fountain. And oh, that wow. area is really popular for road cyclists to practice at because of the Forks of the Credit and the hills and such. Have you rode up there? Yeah, I actually go up there all the time. Uh, I go to the cafe in Bell Fountain. Yeah. And then I ride through River Road and up through the Grange and then head home. Oh, right on, right on. And so as far as your road cycling goes, it's a different team than you're used to being with as far as the velodrome cycling goes, correct? Yeah. So the way track cycling works is it's just for your national team. There's no like uh, private teams. Okay. And for road, you only use your national team when it's like the Olympics or 
a world championships, but everything else is done with your private team who pay you and provide your bike and all that sorts of stuff. So the private team you're joining in the new year, are they all Canadians or no? It has a very uh, French-Canadian influence. So there's 10 riders and four of them are Canadian, including me. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at New Smile. Just use the code PROSPORTS to get $150 off any of their teeth aligning kits. So turn up the dial on your smile with New Smile. Now on to the show. Okay, and you've ridden in the in Europe where cycling is just huge in comparison to here. My father's actually from the Netherlands and cycling is like one of the biggest things they have there. What's it like competing in Europe? Oh, it's just next level. Like you have to have a whole different mentality. Like when I race in Canada, I can just ride off the front or do a bunch of little moves and hope they work. But when I'm racing at the top level in Europe, I have one move and I have to execute it perfectly. And even then, it's not a sure chance of like doing well or winning. It's like a one in five chance. So strategy plays a huge role when you're cycling in Europe. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hey, is there a specific moment in your racing career that if you could, I don't want to say take it back, but if you could essentially adjust what you did, either for like a victory purpose or like maybe even uh, do a, like a, best, a better time, is there a moment that you have where you kind of think about that? Yeah, actually. So it was actually a very mental thing for me. Two weeks before I would go to Egypt, I was doing a race in Europe. Mm-hmm. And my whole team was working so hard for me. They were chasing everything down. And it was coming to the sprint. And I have not lost a sprint in uh, Europe. If it comes to the line, I've saved my energy. I always win. Okay. There was about five minutes left in the race. And I was behind my teammates and someone just came in and like slammed my teammate on the floor with their bike and then crashed me out. And this was like two weeks before Worlds. So all I could think was like, I let down my team. I'm going to be injured for Worlds. Like this is the worst thing that could ever have happened. And I guess I had to focus on recovery instead of uh, training. But I guess I worked so hard at Worlds that it paid off. Damn right it did. Good job. What goes through your mind in like the last little bit, like last stretch of your race? Oh, that's my favorite part of the race. I just, it's really like, especially the kind of racing I do, it comes down to a sprint and it's all about conserving energy. And I just go in a mode where I feel time doesn't pass by. It just goes by so fast. And I'm the most aggressive guy always. And I always have to like have the best position. So it's, it can get pretty sketchy and I don't know. I just live for that moment. Live for that moment. Honestly, I feel the same way. I did martial arts for a long time, and I love when I'm in a fight and I'm down by a point or two, and I'm like, yeah, let's get this. I don't know. It's it's, it's dumb. It's really bad, but I get you. What's your diet like leading up to an event? As a cyclist, it's you burn a lot of calories, so you do eat a good amount of food. But uh, for World, they cooked for me, so <laughs> all they fed me was uh, like skinless chicken breast, rice, and a side of vegetables for two weeks. Sounds amazing. Have you ever weighed yourself like right before you cycle and then like right after, see how much weight you cut? Oh, yeah. What, what's that number? So if it's like a hot summer day, I usually weigh around 175. Yeah. And after the ride, if I do like a three, four hour ride, I'll come back weighing like 165 or less. Oh, oh shit. My God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> I burnt... Oh, oh, over 5,000 calories in a ride before. 
that's disgustingly wow. impressive. And I feel horrible looking at my food that my father has made me. What kind of wattage do you hit when you sprint full out? My max watts are 1800. <laughs> that's I, like, oh, it's in like, it's like 23 kilo- watts per kilogram. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but what makes me different from uh, most sprinters is I can hit 1800, but I can hold like, uh, I think like 16 or, or 1500 for 30 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever competed on Zwift? Oh, yeah. yeah I was uh, ranked top 300 in the world at one point. Oh, yeah? Right on, buddy. Right on. Now, my wife does Zwift, so like, she's always interested to hear about which, which professional riders go on Zwift. Yeah. Another question I had for you, though, was, so you're 18. Obviously, you're in the bounce back years, but have you seriously broken any bones riding? Bones, no, but I do get like, like the worst injury I've had is I injured my knee okay and it was pretty upsetting because i had to pull out of the biggest race of the year it was back in 2019 before covid and i had to pull out of this big stage race i was doing and take like two weeks off and do physiotherapy and it was a lot but i got over it and do you have like a rival in your division (laughs) in canada in the road there's lots of people who can challenge me yeah. In track cycling, I'm unmatched. Wow. No one can touch you in Canada. No, I actually, like, it gets to the point where I just toy with the races. Like, <laughs> like if someone gives me a bad look or, like, I, I'm like, okay, you're not getting any points in the points race. I love it. I love it. It's or if awesome. I have, like, I have, I, I have a few friends and I let them win sprints just so they can get on podium. That's wow. awesome, buddy. So you're, you're that much better than everybody. On track cycling, yeah. You like the Michael Jordan of track cycling. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say that. <laughs> Me? So, okay, obviously you're, you're dominant, and you I've seen. I can tell that you have a level of mental toughness, right? Because you, you got hurt before the Egyptian race, but you're still able to come through and win the world championship. How are you going to keep this up? How do you stay at the top when you're so dominant in Canada right now? Yeah, that's the problem. I, the thing is, I don't get pushed. When I compete with my own age, I just destroy them. And like when I compete with the like guys who just came back from the Olympics, it's like they're the only people who can really push me. So I think the biggest thing is I need to get back to Europe to get the racing in so I can get pushed. Right. And is that something that's on the horizon now that it's getting colder in Canada? Or is that something that might happen, let's say, with a new team in the new year? The biggest track event I have in my sights, I think, is the Commonwealth Games. There we go. This summer in Glasgow, I, I believe. Birmingham. They, they Birmingham, had it in yeah. Glasgow in 2014, but they, this time they're going to England in 2022. You been to the UK? Um, No, actually. Okay. Well, if you do go there, um, I recommend the butter chicken. That's that's probably England's national dish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Justin, you have a question about food, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. I mean, I think I know the answer, especially because we're both from Streetsville. Uh, but have you ever had a poutine? Oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Who's your favorite chain? Is it New York Fries or Smoke's Poutinery? Um, out of the two, I'd probably pick Smoke's. Yep, good choice. 
good choice. But I'm going to throw a, a, another question here, and this is just for Street Civilians, and everyone else will know. Well, won't know, but it's fine. When you go to Murphy's Ice Cream, what do you order? Uh, I don't go to Murphy's too often. Yep. But when I do go, I think I get their slushies. They're only like $2, and they yep. put like, you can taste like, it's like so much sugar, but it tastes good. It's, if you actually, there's a thing called an iceberg where it's a slushie and a scoop of ice cream in it. Game changer. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> totally recommend it. Uh, but sorry, now back to cycling for that fun stuff. Where do you feel in Europe are the biggest challengers to you? Is it over in Belgium? Is it in Germany? Is it in like where? It's actually kind of weird. Like every, every like European country has like two or three people who are just I almost identical in speed. Like at the top level, everyone's so fast. Mm-hmm. So it, in bike racing, it can go like any way a lot of the time. It just comes down to like positioning mm-hmm. and tactics and who has the better team. If I had to like point at the best countries with the best riders, it'd be Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, France. And why do you think that Belgium is up there so high? Oh, it just, it's in their culture. They've been bike racing since the bike's been invented. Like, I was over there and I would see on a ride, if I were to ride three hours, I'd see probably like a hundred other bike racers just training in the morning. Oh but here, God. I'd only see like two other bike racers. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. Yeah, Belgium reminds me of Eddie Merckx, one of the greatest cyclists ever. Yep. Is there a particular cyclist that, you would, I guess, mold your style on? Or is, is this the Dylan Bibbit style of racing that you're bringing to the world? I am more of a sprinter. So I really would like to be like Mark Cavendish. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Who, I guess, made the greatest comeback in cycling history. Like, uh, he was winning back 10 years ago and, I guess, didn't win in the last few years, really, and then just came back this year and won three stages of the Tour de France, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, the UK, they've come up. Ever since the they had the Olympics in London, UK cycling has just gone on a tear. You had, yeah, yeah, yeah you had Cavendish, and then who's the other guy? Oh, Bradley Wiggins. Bradley Wiggins, yep. I, I mean, I'm Australian, so I don't enjoy watching the British do well, but <laughs> you, you have to give it to them. They, they're doing yeah. well at cycling nowadays. Yeah, it's all about the Dutch. But let's 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 move on. <laughs> so your goal obviously is Paris, correct? Yep, for track cycling. And what do you need to do to qualify for that? I actually that's why I'm doing the Commonwealth Games. I think that's the qualifier for Canada. Okay. And currently it's like there's a pretty good chance I could go for the team pursuit, which is four riders. But I want more than that. I want to go for the Omnium, which is just one rider. Yeah, and there's a few people I have to go through to get there. I'm I'm already amped, buddy. You sound like yeah, you man. know you're gonna win this. <laughs> like the confidence is high. We should throw bets on this guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. bet now before anybody knows, right? Get the crazy odds. Yeah, it's sports <laughs> interaction. Yeah, there you go. Plug our betting agency. <laughs> so, Dylan, like, how many different sponsors do you have currently? I get, like, there's no like Pacific company, but the. National team, I get Olympic karting. Okay. I get uh, like bikes and equipment. So like, and then I get like trips paid for for the most part. So there's like, there's not much more I really need. And then what's the next big event for you? Uh, actually, I have nationals next 
junior nationals in uh, next weekend, but it's not like that big of a deal. Like I said, I just toy with the people. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta find bet. We got to find a bookie that'll take this bet, guy. We have to. <laughs> is, so is, are the nationals out at the, the national center at Milton or is it a different city? Yep, it's in Milton. That's the best velodrome in Canada. And and we, can we get tickets to that, or like can you we just, watch you, or is it private? Like it's it's free to go watch. You just show your vaccines vaccine stuff, and they let you in. Damn. Okay, so so what what dates are the are these on? Uh, what time is that? Saturday, Sunday. Is that like all? The, day? It's like it's like all day really. There's multiple events throughout the day. The tw- is that the twentieth and twenty first, or the week after? Uh, this weekend, so like... Oh, okay. Uh, so it's the 13th, 14th. Uh, right, yeah. All right. So okay. I'm working until 11 p.m. On the, thir- on the 13th, and I'm working again until midnight on the 14th. Okay. So. But what time does it start? Um, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, you, you, yours is more... Nationals? Oh. I yeah. think every... It starts at like... Like 9 or 10 in the morning, and goes till like uh, 8... Okay. Okay. Yeah, when if we get the, if we get the opportunity, we could go live from there, man. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I have to be down in Scarborough for four. So if I leave Milton by like two with traffic, mm, no, probably one with traffic. Bring mm. my airsoft gun, pick off his competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I know where to sit. I've sat in that velodrome, so I know. I know the good spots to sit for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, that, uh, this has been a fun interview. Um, so, mate, what you obviously got into cycling, seeing other people doing it, but there's gonna be kids who are gonna see Dylan Bibich out there dominating, and they're gonna want to take up cycling. What, what's your message to to younger people that want to get into it? Oh, I'd say patience. In I remember, I I've always even now, but. I always want to just go to the next level now, but I think you need to gain everything there is from each level before you move up. Wow. Man, you sound like you're, you're well ahead of your years. Yeah, man, like this, this was pretty awesome talking to you. I'm actually kind of amped for the event now. I want to see it. Yeah. Like when it comes right down to it, it's what's your, if you have, what, what fear do you have going forward? I don't want to say crashing because if you fear crashing, you're going to race differently. Okay. But I guess I'm going to have to start tra- putting on lots of more volume in my training coming to the 2022 season. And I guess it's just avoiding like overtraining and burning out. But I think my coach has me on the right track. Okay. No, that's a fair, that's a fair answer, man. I was going to say your father, I think it's your father, just followed us on, uh, on Twitter. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, fun time. Do you have Twitter as well? Like, how can the fans reach you? Uh, I have Instagram. That's a, and I have an inactive Facebook account. But <laughs> my Instagram is just Dylan Bibic. Uh, very cool. 